All right, and I'm joined today with Martina Da Silva and Dan Shimmy. And you just told me this, and I'm going to mess it up already. Shimolinsky? Shimolinsky. Uh, That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, and we're talking about their new album that just came out, the A Very Shimmy Tina Christmas. Uh, thanks for coming on the, today, guys. Um, this is a great record if anyone hasn't checked it out yet. Um, you should you. be Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, everything. Um, Nick gives me crap about it all the time. I love holiday music. I love jazz version of holiday music. I think it's great. <laughs> Um, but let's, you know, let's kind of start simple here. How did you two, uh, begin? You guys have done covers of other stuff and other standards mm -hmm. like T for doing everything. Mm -hmm. Like where did this relationship begin? Why, you know, was it just you two were friends or did you specifically want to do vocals and bass only kind of thing? Like how did that start? Um, you want to go down or I'll go? <laughs> no, you, you, you can start. Oh, yeah. sure. Um, I was going to say. So we have known each other for many years, just on the scene. And um, the first time we really spent a lot of time together was in December 2017. We uh, were on tour with Brian Carter in uh, Shanghai, China, Jazz Lincoln Center, Shanghai. We played a lot of Christmas music, and that's when we really became friends. And uh, afterwards, uh, we started making videos just for fun because I love making videos and Dan is down and he's an incredible, um, you know, engineer producer and he mixed the audio and people responded. So we just kept making more. I think we both realized too, that like timbrely and musically, we both value a lot of the same things. And so, you know, once that was kind of established, we were like, Oh, what if we started, you know, doing like short one minute covers? Like I think that, you know, initially we had Instagram in mind. So, you know, for, for us, it was like, let's see, you know, how tight we can make and how interesting we can make uh, an arrangement for just two instruments. It's kind of like simplicity and the length of the time uh, really made it, uh, you know, fun. Yeah. So when, um, like for all of your guys' other covers and everything, and for this record, how much would you say was like you doing it yourself, Dan, and, and how much, you know, because um, I feel like people often have this misconception that to do short videos like that for Instagram and everything, they have to own, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And everything. So how did you approach that? Oh, um, well, yeah, oh, um, I was going to say these videos cost us zero dollars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a camera and um, Dan has some recording equipment, well, a good deal of recording equipment at his, at his apartment. So that was definitely helpful for us. For sure. And did you guys, yeah. was there like, um, was there a hump you had to get over? Cause I think that's the other thing that people do is they, they, they get this idea of, of putting out videos of themselves or everything. And it's like, Oh, it must be perfect. You know, if it's not studio quality, why am I not, doing this so did you uh did you struggle with that at all like being very nitpicky at first and then kind of get past that or how did that work for you i think martina and i both are perfectionist when it comes to the actual musical content um so we spent a great deal of time making sure our arrangements were tight and uh, making sure that the takes that we went with were um you know really sound um but in terms of the production quality um, it really doesn't take much to get a good quality sound with uh, two instruments. You know, when you have voice and bass, 
um, if you just have a, a really solid microphone and a good recording space, which at the time uh, we just did in my living room. Um, but we really liked how the living room sounded. And, um, you know, it's really it's one of the simpler mixes I've ever done. And uh, you can actually walk away with a really high quality product just based on the fact that you're only working with two elements. You know, I think people really get caught up in, uh, you know, the the quality issues when, you know, the instrumentation starts to increase. So no, I mean, if you, if you know your way around logic and you have a solid microphone and a good space, um, you know, you really should be able to make something that's, that's, you know, close to recording studio quality. Yeah. yeah. And, um, as far as uh, video goes, um, I, yeah, you can, you can start really simple. I mean, I've since gotten very into video editing and have gotten a nicer camera. But when we started shooting, I just had a small point and shoot Sony camera. Um, it's better than an iPhone, but it, it's not a super expensive camera. Um, and even if you use an iPhone, uh, it's really easy to make your footage look nice on your phone with like cool filters. So. That's sure. what I did. I just kind of saturated the colors so <laughs> the video would pop a little more. Right. And so then you guys, you know, start this uh, friendship and everything in 2017. Flash forward two years, basically. Now you have this album out together. Um, how did you how did you guys decide this stuff? Because I think my knee jerk reaction, like when I saw the artwork and I read it um, and it's like, you know, Martina, Dan and friends. I was like, OK, there's going to be a band. You know, there's going to be a, a big band, you know, maybe a quintet, septet, whatever. Um, but when you go through it, it's really, it is duo. Like it stays true to you guys. And then you bring on some people for some tracks here that, you know, Lucas Pino, uh, Joel Ross. How did you guys choose what you were going to do? And how did you choose who you were going to bring on to include it as like a guest or, or make it a trio then and whatnot? Yeah, I think, well, we, the idea of a Christmas album was kind of natural to both of us because we had done a holiday party, actually, I think probably in 2015 or 16. Um, mm -hmm. And the very first uh, arrangement um, on the record that we actually did was Green Sleeves because we did a very on the spot kind of classical counterpoint style arrangement and uh, actually ended up playing that in Shanghai as well. And so, you know, I think the Christmas spirit was kind of around us and I don't remember whose, <laughs> whose idea it was, but, you know, we were like, well, we really should release an album. And also the specific Christmas video that we did the year prior, which was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, was super well received. And a lot of people were saying to us, you know, you guys should really go and do um, a Christmas record. And, um, you know, one thing that was very important to both of us was, you know, we knew we wanted to have guests because this is this is a conversation between Martina and I. And uh, how fun would it be to, to, you know, bring people that were close to us um, to kind of join in on that conversation. And so the one thing that was very important to us was choosing people that we liked as, as people and uh, inspired mm -hmm. us and um, shared a lot of the same values as us and also, uh, you know, would would augment the uh, arrangements that we were doing. In other words, you know, we never just were like, well, let's slap a saxophone in there. It's like, no, there's a very intentional sound that both Martina and I had in mind. And that really kind of propelled the album into its final form. Yeah. And uh, one note about just choosing to do a Christmas record. I think something Dan and I um, have kept in mind since the beginning of uh, our collaboration together was uh, ha doing songs that uh, 
that people can access if they're not jazz listeners, right? So our, our first yeah. our first song was The Best Things in Life Are Free, which is a great jazz standard. Um, but the message is relatable to people. And I think that's part of why it got a really good response. And, you know, when you have a really minimal instrumentation, <laughs> the most minimal really, which is, you know, our instrumentation, I think it's, it's helpful to have some kind of reference point for the listeners. So holiday songs are a great, you know, access point for people because everyone knows them and um, they can hear how we're interpreting them. So that, that, that has always been a priority um, to reach beyond uh, jazz listeners. Mm -hmm. No, I, I get that. I mean, we've always, Nick and I were talking about that. For some reason, you know, the holiday season comes around and it's like the one time of year where jazz can come back up to being the popular. Right. Uh, right. You know, and People it's just value like, harmony. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They were written and everything. And so like when they were the popular music, that's what was, you know, going on and everything. But no, it's a great record. So with playing as a duo, you know, and, and Martina, you talked about it being the most minimalistic instrumentation there is, you know, because. Dan only has so many fingers and you can only sing so many pitches. How, how did you guys get past that? Um, like the awkwardness a little bit or the insecurities maybe of not having the comfort of like a drums of drums behind you or full chords being played at once and everything. And ha have you guys like adapted to learning how to like, how can you both spell out the harmony at the same time or anything? And, and has that changed how you approach stuff when you now are with a full band? Yeah, um, for sure. I've learned a lot um, working with Dan. I mean, first of all, I'll say this project would not have been possible with any bass player. <laughs> um, it, it, it needed to be with Dan because um, Dan is, first of all, an incredible bass player, super solid. I can completely rely on him and also uh, a very uh, lyrical melodious bass players so sometimes it feels like a voice and rhythm section and sometimes it just feels like two uh, singers and as far as uh what i've learned as a musician from this um it's i've had to really like clean up my intonation and uh rely yeah it's 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 just harder when you don't have pitches um, as close to your register. Sure. So, uh, that has, that has been a really wonderful challenge and learning experience for me. Well, the feelings are, are mutual and I will say that there's not much cleaning that has to happen. Uh, Martina's pitch, <laughs> Martina's pitch is really good and she has an absolute incredible, uh, amount of control over her voice, which is something that I just appreciate in all instruments is, is complete mastery and understanding of, of the capabilities. You know, you say she, you know, only has so many notes. She seems to somehow find new ones that work perfectly every time you play. So, um, you know, it's, it's really, it was more natural than, um, you know, I think, I think honestly the ease of our dynamic together is really what brought the album about. Um, you know, I think I've always viewed my instrument as an extension of my voice. Um, if you ask anybody except my mom, I think they'll tell you that I'm not a very good singer. And so I, um, you know, I definitely love to sing and try to, um, you know, carry melodies through everything that I do on the bass. That's bass lines, solos, um, 
And so I very much think of myself in every ensemble um, as a counter melody rather than accompaniment. Because I think if you limit yourself to just accompaniment and, 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 and just kind of like being a foundation, uh, then you're missing this whole untapped potential for really beautiful interaction and musical creation. Um, and so every time, uh, you know, I, I, try, I try to stay in that mindset as much as I can. Uh, but every time I play with Martina, that's always brought to the forefront because you don't really have an option. You know, it's you and her. So it's like, you know, if I'm just going to play roots, that's not going to work, you know. And so, you know, to fill out the instrumentation and also really try and uh, lock in with what she's doing timbrely and, and you know, range wise. Um, it's a great, great challenge, but it's also a, a, a ton of fun and actually comes very easily once we get into a, into a flow. Now yeah. with these, with the arrangements of the tunes, because that was something else that was really unique about this is I feel when people go to do holiday records, they're like, oh, this is have yourself a merry little Christmas. This is how it is mm -hmm. sung. I will sing it the way it is sung, you know, and mm -hmm. it's less of like doing your own spin of it. And it's more of a tribute too. so how did you guys decide, you know, well, I want to keep this true to this arrangement because it's so iconic for something like that tune or. Um, my favorite things or whatnot, and then balance in your arranging and, and like both of your voices throughout it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, I can say that, you know, all Shimmy Tina arrangements have kind of come about in a, in a similar fashion, which is we get together having absolutely no idea what it's going to sound like. <laughs> and, um, we start to mess around with some concepts, you know, um, Martina, typically all I need to know in terms of what I'm going to do is just hearing how she's going to phrase and sing the melody. So, you know, we will uh, typically get together and, um, you know, we'll be like, this is the song I'm going to do. And we'll listen to a couple different versions. And, you know, we're, of course, trying to respect the heritage of the, the piece. And, you know, we're not here to uh, do the hippest thing so that, you know, um, <laughs> like it's barely recognizable or it's sometimes making <laughs> right. sure that you have to use the calculator. You know, that's not really our style. We're trying to create something that a will be accessible and enjoyable to listen to by all people. Um, B uh, keeps us uh, musically inspired and, and really, you know, uh, kind of suits our, our style. And, you know, I would say really does a, a good homage to, to the versions that have come before it. I think the ultimate, example of that is last christmas you know like right. we, that's a song where you know it's 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 one of my personal favorites i just have always liked it but it is kind of a cheesy 80s you know power song and it's just like okay cool what can we do with it and i you know we got together and she started singing it and i was like oh this is gonna be latin great we're gonna do like a latin but cool <laughs> and i just started playing the bass line and so um really honestly i mean that's that's one of my favorite parts about it is as soon as martina starts saying i can basically hear what i'm going to do from that perspective and then typically from that point it just gets more and more embellished by crazy things that martina does with her you know voice she'll like shoot it way up high and and, and i'll try and harmonize with her and so um it really just kind of compounds on 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 basically that set foundation that already exists before we even get together yeah um I agree with all those things. Um, and I think also with an instrumentation like this, the only way to make it interesting is to really change the grooves up for every single song. And so we were super conscious of having as many different textures as we possibly could. And also, um, 
I will say like for this record, some arrangements kind of some things, some arrangements came about in the studio, right? Like you're a mean yeah. one, Mr. Grinch with Lucas. Right. Mm-hmm. We actually didn't really like Dan had uh, an idea about slowing down or like uh, doing rubato sections in the middle and then going back to time. But we didn't really have it, it wasn't fully mapped out and Lucas definitely contributed a lot to that yeah, for sure um, in the moment. Yeah. And that's, and that's trust and knowing your other musicians, you know, that's like what our whole foundation is based upon. And yeah, mm-hmm. as Martina says, like, you know, I walked in with that one, we just kind of had a general vibe. Like I knew around what baseline we wanted to do. I knew we wanted to do some like push and pull stuff in the, in the arrangement, but um, you know, Lucas Pino as, as Ben Wolf always says, which I love is always the right call. And uh, you know, he, <laughs> He, you know, came in and just was like, okay, cool. Well, what kind of thing? And and basically everybody that we invited to do this record um, really speaks our language um, in terms of, of concept. And so, you know, that kind of trust to have in someone is invaluable. And uh, I think that's really what, what spawned the, um, the uh, you know, personnel on this album. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the personnel because you brought up a very interesting point. So you guys are already doing something that's, duo bass and, and vocals which you know is great by all means i don't i don't it's not like a common duo though that you're really seeing right um and you brought on lucas with tenor and joel ross with, with vibes and then guitar and then you decided to double down on one of the tracks and brought on yeah. and wolf playing <laughs> um yeah. how you know other than again your relationship with them and like you guys were spitting wisdom there earlier was saying hey make sure everyone you do a record with you actually like um Mm -hmm. how did you decide to do that and then how did you navigate that because i feel like when you're doing even duo with bass and we hear this even among like great bass players you know mcbride doing a duo with ron carter or or something like that like it is Mm -hmm. very difficult to make sure you're not walking on top of each other uh no pun intended and then you right. add in Martina too. So how did you explore that dynamic and, and everything with such a, you know, sparing amount of harmony, but it also allows you to do much more. So I don't know. That's just like really interesting to me to double down there and be like, Hey, we're going to have two bases on this. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the two base idea, I believe was Martina's. Um, you know, she was, she was definitely hearing two bases on Santa Claus's. We knew we wanted to do Santa Claus's coming to town. And, um, you know, I, for me, I definitely, uh, you know, the first person I thought of was, was Ben Wolf because his, his sound, I'm intimately familiar with it. And, um, you know, it basically, uh, kind of matches tonally the spectrum that we have. So like, you know, for, for my, I know my tone is, uh, kind of has, you know, a, a particular upper register thing happening, but it's also very low end focused. And I feel like Ben's sound is kind of, uh, fits into that very well. And so I knew I had also played duo with Ben a ton. I studied with Ben for uh, two years at Juilliard and Ben would, you know, play duos with me a lot. Um, One of my favorite memories is uh, actually going over to his house and playing uh, with bass quartet and doing uh, basically um, I think Bach or something like that. But um, it it definitely was a, a natural thought I was like oh this is going to work and so once once I knew that Ben Sound was going to work um it was always kind of a dream of mine to have one of my mentors on an album and so 
you know, when Martina was like, let's put two bases on this, I was like, yes, okay, cool. This is my shot. And um, <laughs> that, that arrangement came about pretty, pretty quickly. But, you know, I think we as bass players, you know, I think for other instruments, it's harder to understand, but our whole career is making sure that we stay out of other people's way, or at least it should be, you know, it huh. should really be like, can, can, you know, can I give the support that's necessary? Can I not overpower people? And so, you know, from, from a, a, a practical standpoint, you know, I just made sure that my range was always not quite the range and volume that Ben was in. And I think he did the same for me and it really shows. And, um, you know, credit where credit is due. We had a great, uh, recording engineer, Michael Coleman, um, at figure eight studios and Rocky, um, mixed it for us. And, uh, those two people, uh, really paid an integral, played a, an integral role in, you know, making it sound, not like a boomy mess. So, um, you know, it definitely came about more naturally than I, I thought it would, but it was definitely like, Oh, cool. This is, this is going to work just because of how much of, I know about how Ben plays. And, um, it was a great honor to have him on the track. Yeah. And that, that one, uh, Dan brought a complete arrangement, uh, to the studio mm -hmm. and, uh, Dan, yes, you did that, a beautiful job. <laughs> that one yeah, we couldn't, we wouldn't have been able to do in the studio. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, that, that quickly, yeah. yeah. That was definitely written out, uh, you know, <laughs> albeit probably, you know, in about an hour, but it was written out and, uh, <laughs> you know, I sent, I sent it to Ben and, and uh, I did a little mock-up where I played both parts and he was like, oh, this is going to be great. So, yeah, that was, that was a very specifically written out piece of music um <laughs> that'd be a good that'd be a good trick if we could have pulled that off like on the spot but alas we're yeah. not, not there yet now and um something oh no go oh, ahead sorry. go ahead you're good I, I was just going to talk about guests and choosing uh people and instruments something that we were really conscious of was making sure it was still voice and bass focus so yes that meant definitely. yeah not having a full rhythm section and even like even when we had Gabe on guitar or you know we we made sure to 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 not to not have the arrangement be vocal focused and still have it fo focus on both of us evenly mm -hmm. so in for example Presente de Natal the uh, song in Portuguese I sing a verse then Dan plays a verse so uh we yeah we were just super conscious of of keeping shimmy tina the focus <laughs> definitely yeah i definitely heard that because you know when lucas is, is playing or whatnot and even been to a degree you know it's a lot of like single note um going but it's interesting you mentioned that because like when gabe comes on and when joel comes on even though they have the ability to create um comping or, or something behind you guys it's not really played out like that you know it's still very like mm -hmm. fugue like behind you and and more the idea of just three uh voices doing counterpoint throughout rather than okay mm -hmm. now here's a rhythm section with martina or something or something like that yeah um right definitely a, a cool dynamic so how do you um how do you move on from here you know how do you top doing a wham cover like what is the next thing <laughs> for you to you know? Do you? I don't know. I mean, we have a few more videos coming out, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Dan? <laughs> I mean, George Michael has a huge songbook. I mean, we can really go in. Um, no, but <laughs> I, I, um, 
No, for, for us, I mean, I don't think it's – that. that's kind of the nice thing about what we do is there's never kind of been a, a pressure, like a what's next pressure. Like it's like – I think like Martina and I, you know, we got a nice write-up in the New York Times and Martina and I just kept saying like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe the word Tina is in the New York Times. Like, you know, we did this very naturally to kind of just be like, let's have fun and let's, let's, let's you know, create something that we find enjoyable and hope others enjoy it too. And um, – yeah, I think in terms of next steps, we're going to kind of keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, our our home is very much the kind of video, YouTube, Instagram vibe, because that's what people really, you know, gravitated towards at first. So, you know, I don't know necessarily when another album is going to happen, but uh, we definitely have quite a few ideas in the pipeline for uh, uh, continuing the Shimmy Tina lineage. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. is that um is that a little daunting now? Because I, I definitely have gotten the vibe from you guys so far. You're like, look, we just enjoy this. You know, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. to get up and do it, and it was cool. It's like, hey, here's some videos of us playing. Like, we just love playing. And then the New York Time bits comes out, and you're like, oh damn, <laughs> we really got to do stuff <laughs> now. Like, this is you know now. Like, okay, I guess it's still going to be fun, of course. But is there? Did you ever feel like there's more pressure of like, okay, well, we got to keep going forward. And, and like, what is our next goal? Or did you have that conversation? You're like, Hey, screw it. Like, that's great and all, but like, we're just going to keep having fun. And that's how it is. Well, we sort of did have, I mean, we talked about, you know, moving forward, just making some more videos, uh, in 2020. But I think, you know, we both are involved in a lot of different projects. And I think, Mm -hmm. I guess we do need to have this conversation, but I think, I think, I think fun, as Dan said, fun is like the defining factor of, of the success of all of this. So I think as long as we follow that, um, I, I think we're in a good place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, you know, in the arts, it's like, you know, who are you doing this for? You know, you're not, we're not, we're not expecting to get like a billboard number one hit, you know, like as a bass and vocal jazz duo, you know? And so it's, it's, it's kind of pointless if something becomes not fun anymore, but um, I don't see that happening just because, you know, I think with simplicity, I once had a composition teacher tell me, you know, like with simplicity, the uh, bounds for expansion are endless because if you have, to fundamentally, you know, everybody wants to try and, you know, make things more complex and, and try to expand on what they're doing. And, you know, that is definitely a value that both me and Martina have is, is keeping it true to this kind of vocal bass and duo thing. And, you know, really honestly, like Martina's voice and the timbre of our two instruments together really lends itself to basically anything. I mean, you know, I, I definitely, frequently have thoughts you know or, or dreams or, or ideas or i'm like oh this would be a great arrangement we talk about it all the time like we'll just shoot each other a text and be like hey let's let's do this at some point and it's like yeah okay cool and so you know i i really believe that we have a, a huge backlog of stuff and uh yeah as long as we're having fun people keep listening we'll keep doing it yeah that's good man that's that's a very uh healthy mindset i think to go into this you know um mm-hmm. so here's the chance for for what possibly may seem like a loaded question. Um, what okay. do you guys do when you're not doing music? Like, what is what are your escapes <laughs> from this? You know, that's not and not doing some of the gig or whatever. But when you're just like, I can't touch the bass, or I do not want to sing today. You know, what mm-hmm. do you, what do you guys like to do? 
Well, I am also a visual artist. So I am really into making collages. I mean, it's kind of hard to, it's, I mean, a lot of them are to promote my career. So it is related to my job, but it's really fun for me. I like making videos or stop motion animations and, um, that it it's fun, but it's not singing and it's another, uh, enjoyable, low pressure element of, uh, my career, which I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, um, I mean, I definitely, a lot of my hobbies are like music, uh, things that shoot off from my bass career. Um, like I do have a, a budding interest in vintage synthesizers and collect them and enjoy them and have the band <laughs> that's like basically mostly synthesizer music. Look us up, Circuit Kisser is the name <laughs> of the band. But uh, they're but amazing. No, it's a lot of fun. But so that's definitely like on my days off. That's kind of my escape is is trying to get to do sounds on a different instrument. But aside from music altogether. Um, you know, I like long walks on the beat. No, um, I, I, I like, uh, I like playing video games a lot. Uh, I like racing games. There's a couple apps that I also have that I really enjoy. Um, hanging out with my wonderful girlfriend, Anna Hirsch. She's a, a amazing mind and just awesome to have a really great conversation with. Um, and always great to bounce things off of. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I try and see as many friends as I can. Like I, I, I definitely, you know, as a musician in New York, you can kind of get, boxed into this like mentality where if you're not doing your art then um you know then you're you're failing or you're not you know you're not doing enough um and so i definitely try to combat that by hanging out with people that um i like to just hang with um and and you know enjoy you know watching tv get a drink that kind of stuff so i I try and keep that very uh prevalent in my life in terms of, you know, how I'm balancing my time, because it is important, right? Like, I think some of the greatest um, artistic inventions come from mental rest, you know, and uh, for me, that mental rest comes in a lot of different forms. But um, ultimately, you know, as you can tell, by the way, I talk about this project, you know, I'm not going to do something if it doesn't make me happy. Um, You know, there are certain, obviously, certain things that I enjoy more or less, but you know, at this point in my life, you know, every time I have the bass in my hand, I want to be enjoying myself. Um, and so maybe that doesn't mean taking, you know, every little restaurant gig that comes along, you know, maybe it's more specialized kind of trying to find people that I gel with. And that's just the greatest thing about this entire project is it's so low effort and involvement in terms of, you know, that there's two moving parts, um, who both think, you know, the same way and are on the same page. And so, um, you know, and Martina and I do hang out non-musically. That does happen. So, you know, it's like, it's like yeah. I do like her as a person. And, um, you know, that's that's something that's really important is just kind of keeping a, a level head in the in the crazy world of New York arts, which is just like, yo, yeah, but you're a person first and you got to take care of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you talk about, you know, needing to take a break, I think that's the beauty of this project. And having a lot of other projects. And as Dan mentioned, he is circuit kisser and so many projects, but um, when you're involved in a lot of little things, it, it takes the edge off and you can just enjoy them um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just having one project that you put all of your energy towards. It's kind of a lot of pressure. So uh, um, that's what makes this really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, look, thanks again for coming on today. Um, guys, you can check out the record. And their, so their YouTube videos are up on uh, YouTube. Look it up either on Martina's page and, and everything. Just look up uh, Martina and Shimmy and you'll find it all. And that's spelled C-H-I-M-Y. Um, you can find yes. it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Bandcamp. I know that we've actually had like a really good problem of Amazon has been, you know, spitting out your guys' album left and right. <laughs> so if you guys are going on Amazon and can't find it there, you can certainly check it out on on iTunes and purchase it there or through Bandcamp, right? You guys are still doing the physicals through mm-hmm. Bandcamp. Um, we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's probably the best place to get the physicals at this point because Amazon has kind of uh, taken a taken a backseat to our inventory for some reason <laughs> yeah I yeah mean, and we're, we're, we're sending them out <laughs> we're sending them out every day so um yeah. if you order now we'll get it to you soon but you know Very soon. that's probably the best problem you guys have <laughs> right now though is amazon being like hey we're out of inventory we need more you know and so um yeah check Absolutely. it out guys it's it'll certainly put you in the in the holiday spirit and uh thanks again for joining us dan and martina 